Ists and Isms, Contemporary Cults and Cultish Seminars. With many extremist Istanism movements inciting mobs in our day, motivating individuals to behave toward others in ways they wouldn't dream of doing on their own, and stifling rational inquiry and public debate, studying cults and mind control is most timely. Rick Allen Ross, author of Cults Inside Out, identifies many characteristics of cults. Here are Ross's eight criteria to help us identify a cult. Number one, using coercive persuasion techniques that break a person down and then initiate thought reform. Two, demanding unquestioned ideological purity. Three, examining every private thought of the individual before the group. Four, citing anyone who questions the group as being unscientific and wrong. 5. Using loaded language cliches to stop critical thinking. 6. Controlling the mind by controlling all information one receives. 7. Manipulating emotions. 8. Creating deployable agents, exploiting members. Dr. Robert Lifton identifies three main characteristics of cults in Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism, a Study of Brainwashing in China. Number one, totalistic thought reform practices. Two, worship of leader or group or ideology. Three, economic or sexual exploitation. I'm going to mispronounce this. Janja Lalik, Ph.D., and Michael D. Langan, Ph.D., suggest another list as I paraphrase it. Number one, the group doesn't question its ideology. Two, excessive chanting or denunciation sessions or other practices counter doubts. Number three, the leadership of ideology dictates thoughts, feelings, and actions. Four, the ideology, group, leader, is on a mission to save the world, having an elitist status. Five, it's polemical, us versus them. Six, the leader is not accountable to any authorities, unlike, for example, teachers, military commanders, or ministers, priests, monks, and rabbis of mainstream religious denominations. 7. The ends justify means mentality has members performing acts they wouldn't even consider doing on their own. 8. Shaming manipulates behavior. 9. The member is subservient, radically altering one's previous way of life. 10. Members see no other viable alternatives to the group's views, fearing reprisals, for simply considering otherwise. Using lists like these, classic cults already have been identified and thoroughly studied. For example, Krishna Consciousness, Jonestown, Charles Manson, Unification Church, Scientology, Om Shinrikyo, Heaven's Gate, Leninism, Maoism, Kabbalah, Thelma, OTO, and other secret societies.
If one substitutes an ideology for a leader, other cult-like movements also have been carefully investigated, like various totalitarian movements, the French Revolution, Marxist revolutions, and even apocalyptic groups using violence in destroying the world to renew it, like Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Though not often thought of as cults, these movements share many attributes with classic cults. Again, this is evident by substituting the group's ideology with a revered leader. Let's employ the lists above in identifying cults less well studied. What popular movements of today might we suspect of using brainwashing techniques, thought reform programs, but which haven't been much studied as cults? Consider some contemporary and popular movements. BAM, by any means necessary, is contemporary. Though it's not popular, it is generally part of a much larger movement, Antifa, anti-fascist, which supports the truly popular contemporary phenomena of socialism. BAM might qualify, then, as a little-studied contemporary cult. One might establish a case for the regressive left or the alt-right elements of other movements, say, feminism, transgenderism, environmentalism, animal rights, and racism, of whatever stripe, as being at least cult-like, whether they're benign or destructive. Elements of some of these popular and respected movements are on the FBI's domestic terrorist list. Names and slogans can be deceptive. Who would dare find fault with a People's Liberation Organization or People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals? Are you against liberating the oppressed or against treating animals ethically? Or perhaps you hate women or trans? Cult-like organizations and movements excel in using euphemisms, in manipulating and deceiving the unsuspecting. Even, even honestly and respectfully questioning the ideology, assumptions, or practices of such groups is met with hostile ad hominem attacks and outrage. Such emotional backlash appeals to pity of a group winning the victimology game of oppressed Olympics, oppression Olympics, effectively buffers them from open discussion about their movement. Thinking people don't wish to risk their reputations on confronting well-organized social justice warriors. Instead, they self-censor, preventing themselves from asking questions that beg to be asked, to the detriment of a civil and democratic society. Cowardice is harmful. We're facing irrational, vehemently emotional, delusional, brainwashed people more frequently, be they family, friends, peers, students, or strangers. It's beyond time we politely and reasonably speak up, confront, expose. Next, consider if most of these persuasion techniques might apply, not just to a classic cult or to a popular ism or ist, <clears throat> but to a given institution that one wouldn't suspect, apart from scrutiny, 
of using mind control or other cult-like techniques. Ross mentions, quote, corporations, political parties, and self-interest groups, end quote, of influencing us to do things, using authority, celebrity influence, advertising, propaganda. Corporations or university training seminars, courses, group building sessions, and self-help groups perhaps use cultish tools. Social justice boot camps for incoming college freshmen reform students into social agents for change regarding intersectionality. Depending on the program specifics, such camps might also belong with other groups using cult-like indoctrination methods. We've traveled far from cults, classic cults, to popular contemporary movements, to corporations and universities. Depending on the samples chosen, applying the lists above to them reveals echo chambers, groupthink, lack of intellectual diversity, at least, if not further cultish characteristics. A cult member doesn't think he's in a cult, after all. Watch this Jordan Peterson clip, calling some universities indoctrination cults. It was on YouTube. Identifying cult-like influences on our family, friends, and society is not an inert academic exercise. Our cities, universities, religious institutions, and families are being ripped apart, friends becoming enemies. Emotionally unstable, mentally disturbed, mob psychology, these terms come up short to me. Diabolical seems a better fit. Love your neighbor as yourself, turn the other cheek, and do to others as you'd be done by must be our response. No silver bullet, no stake through the heart, no hacking off the zombie heads. We must lovingly, prayerfully, wisely deprogram the brainwashed. Fearing them, leaving them to their hysterical outrage and insanity is indifference. Some say this, not hate, is the opposite of love. Speak up.